Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Folks, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast that counts down the things each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. Welcome, Hi, everybody. everyone. Hi. Welcome. Hello. What's up, guys? How, how's it going? Oh, you know, um, I've been just heading out to, to all the all the bars and parks, no masks, just just <laughs> going crazy over here. Just been really having a great time. I think I try to establish. Yeah, let's. We need you know a, a wealth of opinions here on this show. We don't want it to be like an echo chamber. So I've decided to become uh, hugely irresponsible. And uh, just spit in everybody's mouth outside. Just lick up, lick some people up, you know? Yeah, there's two spreading. sides to every story. And uh, it's important that we get all viewpoints here on What a Time to Be Alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there was an old lady that walked by me on the stoop today with uh, no mask on. And I, I cheered her on. I said, great job. You're going to be <laughs> fine. You're going to make it. <laughs> don't, don't you worry about anything you're doing. But I also don't care what happens to you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes two of us. Yeah, she was, uh, there was, um, uh, I went into, I can't remember if I told this last week. Or, like, I can honestly not remember when this happened because now there's no time. But I went to, the, I tried to go to my bodega to get some yogurt, you know, to, to keep me healthy. And I walked in and there was like a guy in the middle of the bodega who like clearly was not super well uh mentally but also had like he had a mask but it was only over it was on his chin and he was just kind of yelling about uh stuff you know as new york uh you know just some people in new york do and then like halfway through his little rant he started with a heavy dry cough and i was just like i'm out of here i don't need yogurt at all (laughs) i was like i love i love when people take their masks off to talk that's just the best to me you take your mask off to yell great you totally understand what this is for. Yeah, and the phone, too. I don't know what it is. It's like some weird physical response where people, like, I've seen people, like, answer their phone and pull their mask down, and it's like, they're going to so be able weird. to hear you. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what you're doing. It's, also, um, like, the whole point yeah, was, of it is to prevent, like, air from being forcefully expelled out of your mouth into the ether, which is what what happens when you talk. Like, why are you... It makes no sense to me. I will say I am so I'm I'm back in New York now. I got back uh, a few days ago, and I I have been. I was expecting less people to be wearing masks here. It seems like people, at least in my neighborhood, do a pretty good job. Like I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I feel like it's always about fifty fifty. Ooh, I, I see way out. more than fifty with masks. So that. That, uh, yeah, I would say I would say worried. higher around my around my place too. Yeah, that's that's maybe uh, it, maybe uh, it's just a Bushwick thing. <laughs> Who knows? You nonconformists in Bushwick. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that the the phenomenon of the the couple one mask one without is really being kind of remarked upon and and explored by everyone on the internet because that is really a weird and confusing thing to me that I see quite a bit. I've seen that too. Yeah, even just like. Like, I haven't, I've just come back, like, I haven't gone anywhere, but, like, I've already seen, like, a bunch of people <laughs> with the mm-hmm. one mask. I feel yeah, like I'm normal, almost... Uh, and not fighting, for sure. 
<laughs> they sometimes seem like they're fine. I'm like, this, this is one of you just bottling it up? Is it going to explode as soon as you get back to your apartment? I don't know. After I got the test and, and found out that I didn't have it, I feel like I'm almost like more careful. Like I was already careful, but I'm like more careful because now I'm like, well, now I know I don't have it. I'm going to make sure make I sure don't get it. it. Because I don't yeah. want to get the test again because it's annoying. But it's I not didn't mind it that much. Yeah, it was just I got, waiting. It took like two two and a half hours where I am. But yeah, that sucks. I got like I got tested before I came back, and uh, I I was expecting it to be a lot worse. I mean, waiting sucks, but the actual test not that bad. Yeah, a little tickly. A little tickly. It's like nothing. It's really like it, yeah, I don't know. It's weird I, that everybody was. Yeah. Go ahead. Like yeah, I think it's weird that maybe no, people just it, needed some level of it to complain about. I don't know. Yeah, so but it had, was like a tickle. It's like well, more than a tickle, but it wasn't. I mean, it was like you got I got blood drawn at the same time for antibodies, and that was definitely worse than. I mean, like getting a needle put in your arm is definitely worse than getting the the thing put in your nose. It's a different sensation, but I feel like if you're doing that, if you're fine with getting shots, you should also totally be fine with the 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 swab. Yeah, it feels like um, when you get a little bit of water up your nose. That's what it felt like to me. Like, not yeah. pleasant, but, like, it was fine. I lived. And I don't have coronavirus, so that's nice. That's a good mm-hmm. thing to know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, can, oh, go ahead. I was say I can definitively say it is much better than getting invasive sinus surgery. I could say that mm. for sure, having done both. It's far, 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 far less painful. <laughs> and you don't need anesthesia. Maybe you just ask for anesthesia. I wonder if anybody has asked to get knocked out to get the swab test. Yeah, like, give me the me nitrous under. oxide. Yeah, I want to sign a legal document that says it's okay if I pass away during this to get my swab. <laughs> so we had some uh, some items of business we wanted to discuss uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, Patty, you had some something to do with Weekend at Bernie's? What happened? An exploration of the suit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so I found this thing. Um, I forget why I found it. Um, I don't just like normally look for. I mean, I around Halloween, I guess I was, but um, I I was looking for pictures of um, Bernie in the suit for some stupid meme or something. I don't remember what it was, but um, there was a, a listing that I saw. Like it was like in Google Images, and it was like the full suit with like nobody in it, and it said like you know. Uh, like Terry Kaiser, who's the actor who played Bernie, you know, worn suit. Let me see what the exact thing said. I have it on my phone somewhere. And, uh, um, yes, yeah, the Terry Kaiser, Bernie Lomax, who was his character's name, tracksuit from Weekend at Bernie's 2. So I was like, what is this? So I went in, it's an Amazon listing, and it was listed at $900 um, plus 35 shipping. And it's like apparently Planet Hollywood sells, um, like, movie memorabilia on amazon it's like it's like instead of on ebay or something so this is like the actual uh movie worn suit where bernie's walking around uh to music um so like i said 900 bucks so i posted it and i was like i can't you know like holy shit i can't believe this and within six minutes when i went back to check it again it was currently unavailable like somebody bought it in those six minutes (laughs) it's gotta be someone who follows you yeah Right. I mean, it was like 11 o'clock on Thursday night. It's not like somebody, you know what I mean? Like the odds are astronomically low that somebody just came across it independently of that. You know what I mean? So uh, whoever bought it, show said, yourself. 
Right. Whoever it was, uh, you know, send at least send DM me a picture of you in it or something. You know, once you, <laughs> once it arrives, because uh, I am very jealous. I don't know. I was, I didn't even get a chance to like consider making a stupid decision. You know what I mean? Like I posted, and I was like, well, that's it. And there was no like, there was no like. Well, let's see. Is there any way I can justify this as like a bit in some way, or like you know? Do I have to look up how tall Terry Kaiser is to see if this is going to be way too small? Because if I, obviously if I bought it, it would be bad if I couldn't wear it. That would be embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that would be terrible if you bought it, part. but then that's couldn't the only wear part it every day. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. That would just be unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah, Are you like, sure otherwise this was Planet normal. Hollywood? Are you sure this was Planet Hollywood and not um, part of the definitely real uh, child trafficking going on uh, oh, right. on on major websites with uh, inordinately high priced items? Are we oh, positive yeah. the weekend um, at Bernie suit is not a missing child? Right, it comes There's with missing the corpse child of Bernie Lomax in it. Is what that, <laughs> and you could use that to study anatomy if you're a young art student who doesn't know that you can get cadavers a regular way now or whatever yeah do art students they're, they're, draw they're actually... cadavers well it was just the story of how like in the old days there weren't really uh there weren't really like they didn't make those available so people used to grave rob to to learn anatomy because there weren't for, i guess it's now replaced science. by textbooks for no science, also though. also artists did it as well i think da vinci did it just to I mean, draw like inventor, a rotting but... corpse well, just to understand the anatomy of the human body, because there weren't really texts on anatomy. Like, if you study art now, you'll get a textbook on human anatomy and how muscles work and things like that. Also, but, you can just, like, pay a living person to to model. Yeah, but to understand the ways that the muscles are interconnected and stuff. Yeah, That's like, true. you could do that. It was it was a documented thing. but I believe like, you. Yeah. Just... Just seems weird when there are live people you could pay, but I, I believe you. You have to pay dead people. Plus, they That's might have true. rings on. What if they've got cool rings on? Then you get to keep That's the true. rings. They're buried yeah. with all of their worldly possessions. It does make sense that the, the, the you know like Planet Hollywood would have a turnover of of you know because they display all these props from popular movies, and then there's definitely a point at which like the staff goes from people being like, "Is that the weekend of Bernie suit?" to people being like. Can you explain what this is to me? And then, like, it even becomes like a problem for the staff where they're like, "We can't explain Weekend of Bernie's anymore. Like, nobody's seen it. <laughs> sadly, uh, like, we need to swap yeah. this out with you know some sort of Transformers thing or whatever." Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have, they have. I don't know what they're if they have like a, <laughs> they have like the Indiana Jones warehouse, but it's full of like stuff from various you know not top tier movies. Um, yeah, but uh, like, um. We went to the one in Times Square. Whitney and I went like last, just like the winter, I guess. I don't remember when it was, but um, and as like kind of a bit, but also it was kind of fun. Um, but also <laughs> it was kind of like like a department store that happened to have movie memorabilia in it. But it's fine. Um, and uh, they have like actual stuff that's like kind of cool. Like they have like the they have like the actual lament configuration from uh, from Hellraiser. That's but pretty it's just, sweet. Like, but it's just like next. It's like it's like on a in like a like one of those lucite cases like against the wall yeah. next to. It's like in the gift shop. It's like very weird. It's very kind of like well, this doesn't really feel like the appropriate place. Uh, it should be something a little bit more sinister than where you can buy a T-shirt. Yeah, I don't know. But, I um, think that seems all, like very sinister to me. Like opening the Lorment configuration <laughs> in the Planet Hollywood in Times Square makes perfect sense. In the gift shop. 
in the gift shop of I all just places. I'm just, saying in terms of, I'm just saying in terms of placement within the within the planet Hollywood. <laughs> that's all. You know, maybe a more prominent place. Yeah. Um, and like right when you walk in, they had like um, multiple bricks from Home Alone Two. I guess the ones that were supposed to have hit Marv in the face. You know, when he uh, uh, should have killed him from the roof of the building. Right. That classic scene. The tarantula. Uh, they have everything that hurt hurt Marv. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have the uh, the green gel that uh, he put on the ladder, so Joe Pesci uh, slipped <laughs> off uh, when he cl- jumped on it. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so so they have stuff, and, and like somebody did a um, uh, an article uh, ba- based uh, kind of based off of this. Like they, they just like dug around on Amazon to see what else there was, and they have like actual stuff. They have like one of uh, Matt Damon, one, one of like the outfits from Goodwill Hunting. They have like um, Independence Day. Um, flight suits and stuff and those are like 500 700 bucks so they sell all this stuff um so i don't know that's just i thought that was i thought that was funny and also i have my theories on who it might be uh i I have no obviously i don't know everybody who who follows me and who may have seen but i'll I'll put it in the chat i'm not going to say anything out loud but that that, that's just (laughs) that's my by process of elimination who i think oh that makes a lot of sense i don't know yeah, there's a, a certain a certain person who is very wealthy who liked the tweet and follows Patty who uh, seems definitely like the person who would, <laughs> who would have buy bought this, this for sure. Yeah, not that far from their personal style either. <laughs> so very possible. Well, okay, let's 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, what's what's a was it was it was this in like a show or movie or did I? Am I just imagining that there was a gag where there was like a future planet Hollywood where there were still the Lucite cases, but they were like each filled with kind of like a like a clone of the actual character. Like there was like there'd be the equivalent of like Marv from Home Alone, but it was an actual clone of what's the guy's name? Daniel Dan Daniel Hamlet. Daniel Day Lewis. It was Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play who played Marv. Yeah. But like that of just like a clone of Marv dressed in Marv's clothes, but like not fully formed, so it couldn't like really speak. And they were just Sounds like, like Look, a it's Marv. Thing. Yeah, but it's it really does feel like it was either Futurama or something like that, or it's a brand Sounds new joke. Right. In which case, copyrighted me. <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing we wanted to talk about. Apparently, there have been some revelations about our favorite show, The Floor Is Lava. There have been. There was an investigation done. <laughs> uh, there was a. They had a. The Hollywood Reporter did an interview with the creators of The Floor Is Lava, which the creators were not the host. I know that at least me and I think my roommates thought that the guy who hosts it created it also, <laughs> but it's not true. I guess they I think hired that. Should that should be guy. a rule. I think if you make up a game show, you have to host it. Yeah. I think that should be the rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be. Just like I would love to see, just some very weird, yeah, just someone's like dad hosting every game show. That'd be good. Someone's yeah, dad or mom. Who is going to be more like emphatically enforcing the rules than the person who made the game up? Yeah, you just know? losing their shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's even weirder that they hired that guy to host because I just was like, well, I guess he was a shoe in because he created it. But then they were like, no, they tested different people. No, they picked <laughs> that guy. Yeah, they picked that guy. Um, yeah, the creators are apparently uh, Irad Eyal and Megan McGrath, and so they they uh, interviewed them some stuff, and they revealed some things, could not reveal other things. One big revelation is where it was filmed. It is filmed in an old IKEA in Burbank, apparently, uh, and that's what they said. They, they said they called all the studios. They called like all this stuff. No studio would let them do it on any soundstage because. Nobody, I quote, nobody wanted 100,000 gallons of lava on their stuff, <laughs> which makes sense. 
And they said sure. even the places that are kind of like, you know, used for like underwater scenes and things like that with giant pools, like the lava they use is heavier than water. So there's a hint, I guess, if you want to try to reverse engineer this stuff. Yeah, because they it, didn't say in the interview what the lava was, right? Yeah, that's the next thing they talk about. But they said blood so, is thicker than water. Yeah, it's, well, it's got to be blood. blood. Yeah, it's maybe blood. it's dragon's blood. Um, but yeah, so the pools, like I guess, it would, the pools won't work because the lava is too heavy and they don't trust it. It's not safe. <laughs> and yeah, so so we ended up lucking out and we found this IKEA and it was huge. Uh, there was a welding shop and the casting department had a big office. Like, so yeah, they it, they said it's like the self service area of IKEA, which I think is. That's where the, all the where you, you where you move around if you're like you get to drive around the little lifters and like pick everything off the uh, off the the huge um, whatever they're called shelves and stuff like when you pick up yeah. everything like at the end not in any it's of like in the it's like in the uh, like Costco part of IKEA yeah not yeah. the like living rooms part of IKEA yeah and. Um, they talk about a lot. They talk about uh, testing it, which this sounds even more fun, which is that they said the challenge team tested everything, which is that they would just take the props and then float them in basically an above ground pool and like mess around on them in the parking lot of the Ikea uh, in water. And uh, yeah, then um, going through as far as the lava, they do ask what the lava is made of. They just straight up ask. It's not, they don't even try of to they just go. The question from Hollywood Reporter is, what is the lava made of? <laughs> and they say it is, much like, you know, the the Colonel Secret Blend, it's a proprietary blend, they say. I can't tell you what it is. And apparently it was like a huge, I mean, I think everyone kind of assumed, but it was like a huge hill to, to overcome, which they, they tasked Hollywood's biggest chemist, chemists and slime slash goopy substance makers to come up with our lava. And, uh, yeah, the AL they the says... Fl- they got the flubber guy. They got the flubber guy. <laughs> they got, yeah, we got the nutty professor. That's who we hired. <laughs> they, got, they got the flubber guy out of retirement. He's yep. back. Yeah. One last job. He's back yeah, for one last job. Yeah, they went to his job. cabin in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "Hey, you've got a real good track record with creating substances that don't become a huge <laughs> issue. <laughs> Possibly a national security problem." Um, yeah. But AL says the reason we're being so secretive about it cuz it really did take a long time to nail this down. He said, "You want the lava to glow." I said, "Oh, that's easy," the chemist said. "We could just add in some glowing chemicals." Well, it turns out those things are carcinogenic, so you can't have that in there. Which is also like, how does the chemist think that's going to be fine? Like, I love them being like, we're like, we want it to glow, and they're like, oh, well, we got chemicals to do that, and then you they like, probably they they probably weren't thinking about the fact that people were going to go in the lava when they were making the chemicals. They were probably like, oh yeah, we can make it glow. This is for like some lava lamp bullshit, right? And they're like, no, we're going to submerge people in it. Yeah, it's going to oh, yeah. be we're going to flood an IKEA in Burbank with it. So keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, there's there's one guy in particular that's going to go in face first. Like, that's <laughs> like the way he dies. So yeah, yeah. They say so. It took a long time to figure out how do you make this thing bubble flow, be slippery, be viscous in the right way, and also be safe that people can be submerged in it for minutes at a time, hours at a time, whatever. It hours is. at a time. <laughs> Which I'm what guessing. What are they doing? I'm guessing hours is like the safety. It's like you know, you, somebody can be in there for up to <laughs> sure. Whatever. You don't want it to, like, start corroding after a certain point. Like, that's yeah. not good. But <laughs> yeah. And, but anyway. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, good. I was going to say, 
Uh, one we we will we'll get to the the meat of the episode, but one other fun thing they said is that I at least was speculating that they kind of tell mm-hmm. people to to get really dramatic with it, but they do say they tell people to have fun on the course and you know try to explore the whole room, but they're like we never tell people to be dramatic when falling in the lava. <laughs> They say it's, which is really, like, kind of sweet. They're like, we think it's just an inner child thing where people go back that, like, when their foot touches the lava, they're just like, ah! Like, they just start screaming. They're like, we didn't tell them to do that at all. It's just just people having a good time. It's just natural playfulness of those people. Do, do, they, do, they, do they talk about having, a, you know, like, a, a point at which you're, you're too far in to continue? Like, if one of your feet goes in, are you out? Because, like, in real life, if it was lava, you would obviously be probably incapacitated. Uh, but in the game, like, if you dip in or whatever, like, is that, you know what I mean? Because when, yeah. when they drop the painting sometimes, it's like, oh, no, it's gone, even though it's just kind of floating there. It's like, I guess you can't grab it. But, like, you know, do they have, like, a cutoff point? They don't talk they about no? they don't talk about that in terms of the rules. Um, they got the wrong I've person seen, doing the interview. We need the yeah. rules. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we should be doing everything related to the floor's lava <laughs> right, competing. Right. Put us Here's a hypothetical for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's mega slippery. Like, especially the more you watch, the more you start to realize you're like, wow, this stuff is r- real slick. It's like a real lubed up situation. In I, here. Yeah, I bet it's like oil based. I bet it's some kind of petroleum situation that's my guess but i feel like you can't safely go into an oil-based thing at all right i don't i mean it doesn't have yeah you can baby oil is like inert mineral oil it's fine it's not bad for you yeah but mineral oil is inert but when you're under <laughs> completely submerged i feel like it's like there's all it problems be, like density yeah. and sinking and whether you're actually able know. to tread water and climb out of it i don't know none of us I are chemists know. yeah I don't know. that's true well. In short, put us on Flora's Lava in some capacity. Uh, we would be great at it, by which I mean we would not be good at it, and it would be funny. Yeah. Us, the go-off kings, just, there's two. Done. Two, done. Three, three done. <laughs> just just falling in, falling in, and screaming, it tastes like like what it is as you die, so they, <laughs> yeah. have, they have to like cut your death from the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They cut your mic off when you start to try to describe what it is. <laughs> that would be definitely on our on our bonus episode. We would tell you what the lava was. We promise. Speaking yeah. of, we should talk yeah. about our Patreon goals before we do uh, numbers. Yeah. So we have yeah, two yeah. Patreon goals on our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatatimepod, where we do weekly bonus episodes. This week with uh, Udoye, Travis, yeah. one of our good pals. Um, so when we get to 1,100 subscribers... Uh, since Patty and I have both had to do humiliating things on this show, Patty had to say bussy. I had to do terrible impressions. It is now Eli's turn. Yeah. I, at well, 1,100 Patreon subscribers, patrons, I will probably on Twitch, maybe in a video, some, some version of this, I will critique and show some of my fantasy art from when I was like 12 to 14 I can guarantee you it will be extremely distressing to me. Uh, I did it on stage once and had a full flop sweat going and like could barely get through it. It's uh, yeah, there's a there's like a com there's some comments. There's all it's all on this like old fucking fantasy art community site that is like the webmaster must have quit years ago. So there's no way to get anything taken down. <laughs> It's just there forever. Uh, yeah, so it we'll, rules we'll, that you still have it. Well, I can't get it. I can't get rid of it. 
computer. <laughs> it's there forever. Yeah, and I, I I scanned a bunch of it. My mom had some of my old sketchbooks, and I scanned a bunch of it because at one point I was going to try to do a show around critiquing this terrible old fantasy art. But yeah, I did it on stage once, and I was like, wow, that was really awful. <laughs> like, really, I mean, people laughed. It went fine. But I was like, man, I'm... I'm not as over showing this to people as I thought it would be. So yeah, it'll be distress distressing to me for sure. The Trinity will be complete, complete our personal lament configuration solved. <laughs> I don't know what'll happen to us at the end of that, but that's the 1100. Yep. And then at 1200, um, we have something that we've been talking about doing for a long time, but have, have never actually completed it. Um, at 1200 Patreon subscribers, we will, uh, eat the death nut. That's yes. what we're going to do. Um, it's a very, it's an extremely spicy nut, I guess. I don't yeah. know a lot about it. Shelby, Shelby has uh, been in charge of, of procuring the death nuts for us, but uh, there it's will be... It's a series of nuts. It's a series of nuts. It's a series so of it's nuts. Like, yeah, I was looking at it on on the internet. It's like you eat a kind of spicy nut and then a slightly spicier nut. In a succession, they get hotter until you eat the titular death nut as the last, the final nut, Mm -hmm. and uh, we will each a few nuts each. The final nut. Shelby is really diving into the 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 minutia of this nut gauntlet. (laughs) I have to screen. I have to screenshot his messages and put them on the Twitter because it is very funny. It was like. Yeah, there was like, oh, it's a series of nuts. And then it was kind of Shelby explaining to us what a series is. <laughs> yes, there's probably 12 to 15 nuts. 12 to 15 nuts. Uh, <laughs> we will eat, when we hit 1,200 patrons, we will each eat 12 to 15 nuts. Death nuts. This we can promise you. Rob Thomas On an voice. episode. Rob Thomas voice. Can- Go ahead. <laughs> hopefully we can video record it so you can fully see our, our suffering. Rob Thomas voice. It's a hot nut. There you go. <laughs> there All you go. Worth yeah. it. All right. Got it. Series in. of nuts that get hotter, a few nuts each. There's probably 12 to 15 nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just a yeah. real brief. We should probably, it seems like we should probably, I don't know if we want to record it or stream it. Maybe we want to record it in case one of us has some kind of incident <laughs> and then uh, we don't want to have that out there. Uh, if we, we can't release it. It's too, so we had to call the, call the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, has to go to the bathroom. The bathroom ambulance that takes you to your bathroom that you call when you get the diarrhea. But yeah, I've been training. I've been eating my hot ramen, so you know, I'm, I think I'm going to crush it. I think I'm going to. Yeah, I'm excited. I like I like hot sauce and stuff, so we'll see. I think I think this is going to be like the kind of hot where it's not pleasant, where it's just oh, it's, this is just hot. It's, it's not going to be pleasant for sure, but I think I think I'll be okay. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Should we do numbers? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Number five. So uh, this story, you may have seen this uh, on the internet this week. Um, this story comes to us from Japan, where they are um, doing a, a relatively good job handling uh, the coronavirus outbreak, certainly much better than the U.S. is. Um, and they've been able to kind of slowly reopen um, some places where if they were in America, I would uh, not be caught dead in because I would be terrified of getting sick. But uh, they have opened some amusement parks um, in Japan for limited uh, capacity. And uh, one of the regulations that they've been um, trying to get people to comply with in these parks is uh, to not scream on 
the roller coasters. So this specific one is um, from the Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park near Tokyo, which has this like famous uh, giant roller coaster, uh, the Fujiyama roller coaster. And uh, the, the park released this video of these two like dude, Japanese dudes in suits with masks on riding the roller coaster completely silently. And uh, the park says, quote, please scream inside your heart and not out loud, which I believe mm-hmm. we can all comply with whether we are riding the roller coaster or not. I, we are all screaming inside our hearts. Yeah. I can only hear it in the tune of, I don't know what song that is. It's like, scream inside your heart. Is that a Backstreet Boys in sync? Oh, yeah. It's tearing Whoa. up my heart. Yes. Yes. You scream oh, yeah. inside your heart when I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes it just dark. It's like a really bad relationship. <laughs> but th- <laughs> well, that's like, the, don't that's... scream and blow coronavirus all over people. Yeah, that's the official song of the half mass I... couples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can only hear in the tune of uh, Roxette, Listen to Your Heart, which is a little bit more uh, emotional, I think, than, uh, than tearing up my heart. So. That's that's for the more emotional um, coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, J- Japan is just urging everyone to do the uh, Kermit the Frog uh, as Bob Cratchit from Muppet Christmas Carol <laughs> internal screaming uh, meme that we all remember. And, <laughs> yeah. I that feel would, like- it would be pretty funny to watch a bunch of people on a roller coaster being like, that would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Or there's just a room where you can scream after. I don't get it, though. If you're wearing a mask, why not? Well, you can probably scream, right? Or they're not I masking mean, up. Don't risk it. Don't risk it. Some stuff still gets out of that mask. I guess especially more if, if you're, you're like, screaming. If you're sitting in the front and you scream, and then everybody has to take the roller coaster through your scream particles, that's no good. I don't think they hover there like a cartoon stink cloud. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I no, think I'm they no, do. I'm no scientist, but <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that maybe this is the cure. Maybe if you do a loop the loop, the coronavirus is heavier than air, so it actually falls out of you when you're upside down. Maybe they'll figure that out and then suddenly it's, How great would that be if that was the vaccine though? They're like everyone has to do loop the loop. Everyone's going to go upside down. Everyone's going to get on one of those things where it spins really fast and then the floor drops out because it turns out it, it it rings the coronavirus out of your cells like a like a laundry machine. Yeah, it's like when they put a, t- a test tube in a centrifuge, but your mm-hmm. whole body, and it just, yeah, it just comes out. Yeah, just throw everybody on that human centrifuge, spin all the, the bad particles out, wipe it down. That's what, they haven't tested it, so they don't know it's not true. You can't tell me I'm wrong. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's that or the Viking ship that goes like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you, that... go, when you go all the way up to the top, then you then you then it all drops out of you. Mm-hmm. That is that has got to be the least fun ride i I, do not understand that ride i was about to say that is one of my least favorite things i really hate it (laughs) i I like i like a roller coaster but the the pirate ship that just swings you back and forth and then upside down for a while not fun at all you don't go anywhere there's no like speed it's just like a tedious pendulum well they also always have also under under go ahead I was going to say, it's underratedly unsafe, too, I feel like. There's a lot. Yeah. That's right. It's like the roller coasters and loop-the-loops and stuff like that, they're like, oh, it's because of, you know, centripetal force. Like, that's why you stay in your seat when you do the loop-the-loop and stuff. But those ship things are always designed. Every time I've been on one, you hang upside down for a while, and there's no centripetal force at all. And you're deaf. Like, there are points on those ship where you're always like, 
truly just being held in by the restraints. You're like, yeah, oh yeah. You're like tight against the fucking seatbelt and the lap bar, and you're like, this is just really dangerous monkey bars. Like, this is not a ride, really, at all. Yeah, I it's hate It's not those a ride, things. and it's also just, like, not fun. Like, yeah. it's, it's not fun to just, like, be motionless upside down. Like, that's not... Yeah, a there, good time. You're only, not like we. Yeah, there's only two types. There's two types. There's the ki- there's the type without a counterweight where you just swing and you don't do go upside down, and that's just a sign to make you like. like they're like, do you want to be seasick on land? And it just makes you really yeah. sick. <laughs> and then there's the ones with the counterweight where it's just like, yeah, it's just like big time unpleasant for horrible for money. garbage ride. Yeah, I do it's have a question like, though. It, like, oh, go ahead, Patty. I was say it's like it's all based around one pivot point too. So like you, it's just very easy to imagine like a final destination type scenario where like one of the nuts comes off and then the thing just throws the entire ship like yeah. you know into uh, like it just a oh no, they're gonna land put. on the scrambler. Yeah, it's not, the not true definition. A series of nuts, twelve to fifteen nuts come out. I can definitely video it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that That's, brings me to a question though, like. Outside, so there's, like, the big amusement parks. There's, like, Six Flags or whatever, and they have, like, all the really good state-of-the-art type rides. What is your favorite... Give me a ranking of, like, your county fair, your Kiwanis Association shitty carny rides. Like, what, what are you City, going Maryland, on if you're at that end place? of the boardwalk. Yeah. Next to the Ripley's. Uh, yes. Tilt-A-Whirl is real high. I love a Tilt-A-Whirl. I lo- I'm a big fan. is good. Bumper cars, I like, um, classic. I like those swings. They're like you go up in the air on the swings. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the the thingy. The like. Yeah, we're the, all doing the same hand motion. Yeah, where you're in the little swing, and that seems like a final destination situation too, though, because that one, yeah. if your little rope breaks, you're going straight into the tree line. At least there's like That's a funny. view, though. That's true. They put you in the... It's funny because you get in, like, the toddler swing from the swing set. Yeah. Because, like, that's safer than, like, a regular swing. So you got to strap into the toddler <laughs> swing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't... I, I'm i trying to think of the last time I was even at, like, one of those type carnivals to even think of a ride other than the ones you mentioned. Because, like, I don't remember th- having one that I, like, enjoyed. It was always, like, something <laughs> to be endured. Like, I'm not a... It might surprise you to hear oh. that I'm not, like, a big risk person. Um... <laughs> Not a thrill seeker. Yeah. Especially yeah, in I, especially in the setting of, hey, these guys just set up this carnival this weekend. Let's go check yeah. it out. Like unless yeah. it's insane. Yeah, they're like, don't <laughs> worry. Like going to, measurably has not been time to test these out. Get on. Right. That thing. Yeah. Like, oh cool. Like everyone here has a ponytail. Let's let's <laughs> get on the stuff they built. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I, I was always I was more of a Splash Mountain guy than a Space Mountain guy. Not because of the racism. I just realized as I'm saying that. Thank you. Uh, do not cancel me. Uh, I always I, I always liked a water park more than um, an amusement park. Like growing up, that might be a bias of there was a good water park near me growing up, and we didn't have a very good amusement park near me. So like maybe that's why. But like I, I I'll usually take a water slide over like. A roller coaster, yeah, yeah. Log flume, and I've come, is I've great. come around. Uh, as I got older, I came around on roller coasters. Like, I went to Six Flags, like in like a random group of people. We like took a fuck, like took a limo to Jersey, like in like 2011 <laughs> or something. 
and it was just like total moron behavior. Uh, and uh, I know it was someone fun. who did that um, for her birthday. They took a limo to the medieval times in New Jersey. <laughs> it's very oh, funny. Hell yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but it was just idiot behavior. Just just go. Yeah, on. no, just well, we just like yeah. I mean, I got used to. I got used to like like I. I, it was one of those. Was like, yeah, I don't need to go on the thing, but like, yeah, I, it was pretty fun. I don't know. I probably had a few drinks, which probably helped. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was never like a big let's go on like the most dangerous thing person. Uh, <laughs> that's not my that, that. Which again should not be surprising based on anyone who knows me really in any detail. Yeah, um, so. I like the roller coasters, but I I, I was never like pil- you know doing like a pilgrimage whenever because they'd always invent the newest tallest roller. I don't know if they still do it, but I remember like when I was younger, like every two or three years, they'd be like, we got a new bigger one. But because yeah. of like the limitations, the new biggest one was always just like a circle with one really tall tower in the middle of it. That was like, they're like, this is the only way to actually like safely have a drop this big is that it's literally the only thing on the coaster. And it's like you ride around, you wait for two hours to go hit Mach 1 or whatever at Cedar Point. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't seem fun to me. I like the I like the the old school coasters. I love a wooden roller coaster too. Love Especially a wooden if you, roller coaster. If you're going I was through just underbrush, say that. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of my top I love a wooden roller coaster. Man, this is where I'd be like, I should go to Six Flags this summer, but I can't, <laughs> truly can't. Will will not be going. <laughs> so Do not. Yeah. Can't recommend it. Yeah. I haven't been to a water park in forever. I feel yeah, like that's, I'm really... I think that's just over. I don't think I don't think water we can go to water parks done. anymore. No. I think it's done. But the level we'll of chlorine them. in them, you know, they're that's so true. chlorinated. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's. I feel like I'd love a a water park. I feel like I'm back at the the age where I feel like water parks are really good if you're like teenager up to college age, sort of, and then the period from being like 22 to 20, 27 or eight, like, is really weird to go to a water park because it's like. I guess it's supposed to be like the the peak, or I don't know. You're supposed to be doing like cool stuff, but then once you, I feel like once you hit thirty, then you get to be the old guy at the water park. Then you get to just be like the I could just be kind of the chubby dude, just like slamming a diet Dr Pepper and like floating this down the ra- very, lazy river. This is a very weird water park cosmology. I've never thought about like <laughs> no, like if you're 27, you can't go, but if you're 30, you can go. Look, I think I think you'll find everything tracks. I think if you go to a, <laughs> you can't check, but I do feel I feel like you don't often see like people in the That's a weird way to say it. You don't often see people in the prime of their life at a water park. <laughs> you see an early or a late visit. Uh, so you think like 30 yeah. you're just like your life is over. You can no, that, get on that lazy river. It was for comedic effect. But <laughs> but around 30 you're like who gives cuz it's right at the time you're like, "Look, man, I like water parks. I don't give a shit if I got it." I feel like 25-year-olds would be, like, too, like, they'd be like, I don't want you know, tell people I go to a water park when I could be doing cocaine in a dive bar or whatever you're supposed to do at that point. But. I've, look, I've just never yeah, thought like, about it this way. <laughs> All right. We have to go to number four because we're, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> Good luck to these Japanese people in their amusement park. Yeah. Don't scream. Don't scream. Scream inside your heart. Scream yeah. inside your heart. Number four. And that one, I think we said, but that was Tupper. Thank you for Tupper, to Tupper Ward for sending us the Japanese yes. roller coaster. Yes, that was a story from Tupper Ward. Um, this next one is from uh, Wet Bigfoots in the Discord, who uh, sent us this story from England. 
um, about a mysterious vampire slaying kit, uh, which is now up for auction. So we don't know a lot about the provenance of this vampire slaying kit, but it is cool as fuck looking. Um, I just put a picture in the chat for the boys. It's a like engraved wooden box lined with velvet and inside there's a crucifix, um, a picture of uh, Jesus and a statue of a wolf holding a rosary, which is, I would just bid on that itself because that kicks ass. Yeah, Um, it's extremely cool. It's extremely fucking cool. It also contains obviously a silver bladed pocket knife to kill the vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, or is that werewolves? Werewolves are silver, That's right? That's werewolves. Yeah. It depends. There's silver. Wrought iron is a thing. Look, as the supernatural seven season watcher here, I can go into the the we the various weaknesses <laughs> of vampires. But yeah, I feel but, uh, I feel uh, like you don't want to go with like a fringe vampire thing. Like if you, you know what I mean. Like it's like like you know. Well, I th- I think it is. I don't know. It's one of like the lesser. <laughs> it's like maybe you go with like the steak and the garlic. Then you know. I don't know. We gotta get across. Yeah. You know. Uh, the classic well, just, grains I'm of wondering- rice thing we've always talked about we talk about that sure, a lot yeah. weirdly there should definitely be some grains of rice in here i like that's the thing though is it's it's billed as a vampire slaying kit but if there's a silver bladed knife in here maybe it's for werewolves i mean there's no indication that it is specifically for vampires yeah um, silver silvered weapons are generally uh, effective against uh magic monsters stuff i see yeah um there's also a bible in here eli what is there a K in magic there? Magic oh, monsters? Yeah, yeah, Just want yeah. to be clear. Magic Absolutely. users are okay. the K. This is like um, how in, in the Dark Tower, uh, McConaughey says, Roland, he's like, yeah, you, my magic's with a K. And it's like, well, that's it. That's the, I can't take this seriously anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a box so, for dealing with the movie Underworld. It's vampires <laughs> and lichens. So that's what this is for. Yeah. It it also contains a, a Bible, um, which this is the only sort of indication of its provenance. The Bible is from 1842, and uh, it bears the inscription of someone named Isabella Swarbrick, which does sound like the protagonist of some kind of fa- fantasy uh, series of some kind to me. Oh, yeah. Big like, time. I would watch Isabella Swarbrick uh, kill a vampire for sure. Yeah. Uh, one show that's on my that was recommended to me just recommended to me by someone was apparently there's a show called Winona Earp that's oh a yeah female version of Wyatt of that. Earp that kills demons and that's on the to watch list that's on that's <laughs> on the the Saturday edible uh, watch queue. But, I can't remember who I was with, but I have watched some of that and uh, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will, if, as long as they you get enough. Will. If they get enough weird magic details in there, yeah. <laughs> See, this is another thing, though. Like, here, here's a question. Okay, so we're looking at this. Kath just posted a photo of the closed vampire box, and I mm. gotta say, this just does not. This seems way too decorative. I mean, look, we're gonna, we're not saying, I'm not saying like vampire hunter was a real profession, okay, or anything like that, but it's like. <laughs> This is like a very decorative box where, like, you'd have to think that if somebody was actually going to use this, it wouldn't be in, like, this little fancy vanity. You know, it would be, like, you know, it would have to be, like, tactical. I don't know. I feel like vampires are very, like, aesthetic. 
like they're very maximal in their like look and I, I it just it makes sense yeah. to me to have an extremely ornate item because it's like a it's like a ritualistic item you know like i feel like the fanciness is tactical for killing vampires because that's like part yeah. of yeah i'm just looking at this dumbass handle it's gonna snap off after you fucking hunt one vampire you're gonna have to replace that every time <laughs> you know but yeah they got the, the, yeah, the handles not here. Great. The picture of I liked when you took a minute to remember who Jesus was, Kath. That was an underrated <laughs> moment. This guy, uh, uh, Jesus, was <laughs> a picture of him. This rosary is fucking sick. I, it, I guess it is a wolf, but it also kind of looks like a rat, like a king rat. Um, Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's he's probably, wearing like a monk's Je- robe. Oh, go ahead. Jesus kind of looks like um, Anna Kendrick in that horrible gif from Pitch Perfect where she's saying boom. He's he's doing that pose. Which gif? Jesus? Do you guys know what I mean? Yeah, oh, the, Jesus. The, the little Jesus painting. I thought you were talking about the rat statue, the wolf statue. And I was like, what? No, the rat what statue is, 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 is being very, the rat statue is very penitent, but Jesus is doing like the boom. Like the you know that that awful. Like, uh, how yeah. about now, motherfucker? That's like Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of vibe in this. Yeah, which yeah, I guess did something awesome in acapella. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Man, that movie is. I don't understand its enduring place in our culture. It is not great. That's why it's the perfect acapella movie. It's the exact same reaction <laughs> I have to acapella. Mm, cool. Why is so this, this a is, thing? Yeah. So somebody did this and people thought it was more than a trick? More than a more than a parlor trick? Okay. Guess we're just going to release albums of this that people pay for? All right. Pentatonix? That's one of the best-selling artists? Great. Everyone seems cool. This seems like a good spot for us to be in. Yeah. I think you're I think right. That, it, that is like the it is the acapella music of movies. It fits very yeah. well. I, I I acapella is so weird to me. I just don't. Uh, you know, no no disrespect. I guess if you're acapella, but it's like acapella. You like look at improv comedy, and you're like, this seems too possible as a career. Is there something I could do with more <laughs> niche uh, appeal? Um, but yeah, I mean. I do think. Well, speaking to the, the the wolf thing and all that, I feel like Vampire Hunter is a, is a that's a that's a, a an occupation that like it's not just vampires. You know, like they would you if you wanted to get a werewolf, you'd still a vampire hunter. If you walk up to a vampire hunter and be like, "We got a werewolf," he's not going to be like, "That's not me. I only do vampires." What are you taught? Why would you ask me this? They'd be like, that's "Yeah, true, I do yeah. that. I do do that too." It's- it's like how if you're an exterminator, you don't like specialize in one type of bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is an exterminator, really. It's just a, they're a witcher, yeah. I guess. That's the closest anyone's come. Is <laughs> this is a witcher box? Yeah, a witcher. Well, it's like the what are those things we used to always? We got like a bunch of stories with them, the witching jars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, witch jars. Yeah, this is a witch. This is a witching box. There is in here a mysterious blue vial filled with an unknown liquid. So mm. there is some, uh, you know, some some juice for us to drink in here if we want to bid on it. A witch's potion. Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the one sad thing that I wanted to do. Is I was trying to write a, a sketch for, for Dorkly, which was like College Humor's like video game focused uh, vertical. But then it never got made because the company was going, you know butt up but was just a a a video of 
the Witcher hunting Shrek, like showing up at Shrek's house, <laughs> and he's like, "You're here to kill me, Witcher!" And then you just watch him kill Shrek and his ogre wife and their <laughs> ogre children, and be handsomely rewarded. I can't believe you're giving this idea away for free. No, I, so now it's recorded. Now this is this is exactly like a. a mailing yourself an idea it's copyrighted now because <laughs> it's, it's contained within this podcast i believe if you scroll to approximately forty-eight thirty-two in episode i have no idea what episode we're on i think you'll find this idea has been covered and claimed so yeah speaking of 48 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds let's do number three yeah probably a good idea number three so number three comes to us from uh uh, it was sent to us by Jacopedia the Discord. Uh, comes to us from uh, terrifying uh, land of Australia, um, where a uh, uh, this guy was driving down the uh, the highway, going a uh, hundred kilometers an hour, which is what like fifty ish, right? Like, 50, is that, 60, is that right? something like 50 that. Miles an hour or so. There's, there's simply no way to know. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. Uh, it's it's like it's like it's like highway speed, right? Like that's yeah. that's what we'll call it. That's yeah. that's the best yeah. I can do. Um uh, so he's driving and uh, he looks down. He's driving in what is called a a ute, which I guess is a utility vehicle. I'm picturing like a Suzuki sidekick or something, but I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um but Is that uh, a car? Sorry I thought to that anyone was in Australia phone. who's who's getting mad about that. Um you're thinking of the T-Mobile sidekick. Okay. No. You're thinking of the T-Mobile. That, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, but um, a, a Suzuki sidekick, I think, is a is a it's a small SUV that only comes in the color purple, if I remember correct. I don't know for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But uh, so this guy's driving down the highway, and uh, he starts to feel something around his legs. Um. And Hell. he looks down. Nightmare. And yeah, not what you want. Um, and he, he looks down, and there is a brown snake that had started to wrap around his legs. Nope. And uh, the thing about Australia is um, a brown snake is, is not just like a generic term. Apparently, a brown snake is a super deadly snake. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those names that just sounds like it's like a way of identifying it. But um, I would go uh, so far as to say that in Australia, a snake is not a neutral term. It is a term for an extremely deadly animal. Yeah, an extremely venomous. They're just all like going to kill you. It's so right. funny that it's such a normal color too. like if you called emergency <laughs> services and you're like, yeah, there's a snake here. And they're like, what color is it? And you're like, brown. And they're like, that's not good. Get out now. (laughs) Yeah, go, go, go. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like in general, um, if there's an animal in Australia, it's uh, somehow a fatal uh, risk. Like if you're, if you're, you know, like, you know, those like quokkas that are really cute and smiling. Oh, yeah. I just assume, I just assume they have like venomous claws that will kill you in 10 seconds or something. It's just not, not a good place to be. Um, Yeah. The original is like koalas where they're like, actually, don't go near those. And you're like that's the yeah, whole. Yeah, you'll get chlamydia here. from them. Yeah, I was like, I came here to see koalas, and they're like, they're sick and dangerous. Don't, don't touch. <laughs> and mean. Yeah, and, and and yeah, and and that's and that's just the trade-off with Australia. You know, everyone's like blonde and attractive and cool and likes comedy and and likes to drink and stuff. And then, but every animal will kill you. 
that's pretty much the yeah. that's the deal. <laughs> Australians are very um, funny. It's it's true. It's infuriating. Um, they're always tan and, yeah. and and beautiful blonde hair, and then they're funnier than me. Uh, not a fan, but I am <laughs> a fan. Down. I want to not be a fan, but I'm like this guy rules. What am I supposed to do? I know. What am I supposed yeah. to do? That's yeah. Um, it's, it's dangerous when you're like do if you like do crowd work or something, and then the person you're doing crowd work to is Australian because you're like, uh oh, they're probably gonna be funnier than me. <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna. I have to get out it. of this. Whoever this is is gonna. They're really gonna like. They're going to win over the crowd and make me look stupid. I don't want to become a, yeah. a tale from this n- new The World's Best Comedian on when he goes on WTF or she goes on WTF. They're like, <laughs> well, I got talked to once in the crowd and then I became the best comedian in the world. Who was it yeah. that was on stage? I don't know. I think they're dead. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Glenn Marshall, has a, has a bit that he used to do uh, about porno. And, he, and at one time at a show, he <clears throat> said, like, you guys like porn? And an Australian guy just said... Big sausage pizza. <laughs> Big sausage pizza. And uh, yeah, that's like it's like well, I think that's probably funnier than the rest of the bit, unfortunately. So yeah. uh, gonna have to move on. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so this guy's got this snake. He's like fighting the snake. Um, the snake is like whacking its head on the on the uh, on the seat. I guess I don't know. It's not not a good situation. Um, its head started to strike at the seat and between my legs. So I guess it was like trying to bite him, but it was like yeah. getting him like right, you know, in that little sliver of seat when you're sitting in the car, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, he pulled out his um, he pulled out his uh, work knife. I guess is uh, <laughs> the kind of guy who has a work knife. Yeah, an Australian. Um, right. <laughs> I pulled out my work knife. Um, it's not my boot knife. So he, yeah. So he pulled out his work knife and he killed the snake. So uh, I'm picturing he just like knife into the seat, like through the head of the snake. Yeah, right? yes, like that's, definitely. That's what I'm picturing. Just mounted. Like stuffing is coming out of the, the seat. There's like a slit where like he stabbed it. He missed. Stuffing came out of the seat. And then the next time he just went square between the eyes and the snake is like pinned to the seat now. Yeah. Right. He immediately so he, skinned he, it. I guess with one hand yeah redid his, yeah. his cushions added it he's like now nah, my steering wheels look like a snake like it's not me i guess that's sort of an english australian hybrid <laughs> but. so he's obviously like breaking and swerving around a lot during this showdown and uh once he kills the snake he assumes he got bitten he just couldn't tell because of adrenaline or something so he starts speeding like crazy to go to the go to the hospital and he gets pulled over by the cops um and this is all recorded i guess on the like the I guess they have body cams or something. And uh, they pulled him over. He said, like, you know, I, I just killed this snake, which I just threw in the back. You know, like, feel my heart. Like, you know, um, and they called an ambulance. Uh, they didn't uh, gun him down like the police would have found a way to do here. Um, and uh, they called an ambulance and uh, determined uh, he w- had not been bitten but was suffering from shock. Uh, so he's okay. But uh, <laughs> um, they, they talked to this... Uh, uh, snake expert as part of this article and he says he had good reason to freak out <laughs> brown sna- brown snakes have unusually fast acting venom and can kill within 15 minutes so um again this is just something called a brown snake <laughs> apparently can kill you in 15 minutes yeah um, just a brown snake yeah, yeah. maybe you so- spend a little more time on the naming there on the taxonomy yeah. of the they didn't have time snake. they only had 15 minutes Right. The first guy that got bit was like, a brown snake. <laughs> yeah, what bit you? A brown snake. Ah, one um, of the most dangerous animals known to man. 
And here's a here's a good description of how how apparently it goes down. The patient feels fine and then dramatically collapses and dies <laughs> as the venom works so fast. So not a good situation. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's called. It's a regular-looking snake. Also, you'll feel totally regular after it bites you, but then you're going to die in very yeah, quickly. The, the, the bite actually feels good. Uh, it's nice. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you just die. It tastes so, good. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you're then, nice and yeah, relaxed. You it feels like a weight is lifted off of you for the first time in years, and then right. you drop dead. You get like the. You get the taste of like uh, like hot, a chocolate mousse in your mouth, which is uh, <laughs> lets you know that your brain is flooding your body with pleasure chemicals, and then you die because the venom is so effective. Yeah, it, it immediately yep. releases every iota of dopamine in your brain, and then you mm-hmm. and, and then you do the Wilhelm scream, and then you die. That's how the snake works. <laughs> you get you get the smell of fresh cut grass from your childhood in your nose, and that's how you know. Yeah, you're done right. for. And then you, 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 you scream and you fall off the side of a, a crane. You walk, yeah. it, it drives you, you to walk up to a high railing and then you scream and fall over it like you're in a movie. Yeah. The, de- you, the you, death you rattle up. of this is absolutely the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. You, you, you wake up uh, and you're actually still only eight years old laying on the floor <laughs> of your uh, childhood bedroom in like that one of those like little squares of sunlight. That, yep. you know in the, in the in the afternoon and you've just been taking a nap and then that turns out it's like an owl creek deal where you're you know you're, you're thinking all this stuff but actually you're thrashing around and foaming at the mouth and dying yep. in real yeah. life that's that's how it goes <laughs> and down. then your leg explodes um so the other thing about these snakes is uh um brown snakes are incredibly common that's the other thing about the brown <laughs> oh, snakes man. oh good <laughs> well at least they're incredibly common <laughs> right uh, but only two people a year die from snake bites in Australia. So I guess everyone in Australia just carries a vial a of anti venom. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, wow. Yeah, it's on their keychain. Right. It's like a phone, keys, wallet, brown snake anti venom. Those are the essential items. <laughs> My test tube to of brown snake anti venom. Yeah, it'd be like one of those. It's you know, it's like if you like broke your glasses as a kid. If if you're playing with your friend, but you broke your vial of brown snake anti venom, you're like, I have to go home now to get another vial of anti venom in case the incredibly common brown snake bites me, and then I have I right. go into my 15 minute window to not die. <laughs> yeah. And and the and, and the hits just keep coming at the end of this article here. Um, police said while this was a unique situation. Snakes are protected under the Nature Conservation Act. So, did the snakes pass this act? Like, do they have an active lobby? Because they're incredibly the snake common. Huge down there. Incredibly common, very deadly, but protected under the. Like, what? Like, they're not even rare and they're protected under the. Come on. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? So, this is like, yeah, um, people are like, they're critically endangered. And you mean, do you mean we're close to solving the problem? That's how I would phrase it. We're almost done with right. them. We're almost, we almost fixed like, this. <laughs> It's like you know, there's a there's a there's a brown snake in my basement. It's like, well, you got to uh, you got to put them on the sublease, then you know, uh, that's what you, that's it. Yeah, you can't. It's uh, yeah. it's like mosquitoes, where it's like, sure, mosquitoes are annoying, but wouldn't you miss them if they were all gone? And everyone was like, no. And they're like, but it might affect the ecosystem. And scientists were like, it doesn't. And everyone's like, well, I guess we've just would, got mosquitoes. <laughs> like, who will spread deadly bloodborne diseases? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think we have an answer to that in our next story of yeah, who will speaking spread of deadly yeah. bloodborne diseases. 
Animal well, bites. I, I just want to. I, I just want to say, worst of luck to the brown snakes. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. I'm just going to say it. Fuck Cheers. Off. Cheers to the brown snakes. Yeah. Where's St. Patrick? Bring him back. Get him out of here. Get them out. Get them out. Bye bye. That's St. Patrick. Bye bye, darling. Bye bye. Get out, snakes. Number two. But yeah, speaking of plague bearing animals, uh, this is a story from here, New York, uh, where, you know, there's uh, restaurants in New York that have kind of opened for outdoor seating in case you like really need a bucket of frozen margaritas and you don't especially care if your server lives or dies. You can kind of go do that. (laughs) You can check it out. Um, but the, an unlikely hero has emerged, at least from my, my perspective on this, which is that with all these people eating out in, uh, in, in the open and, uh, like on the sidewalks and also all these restaurants having been shut down for so long that there's like very much, much less food waste than there usually is being left out. Uh, rats are back and better than ever. That's how I would describe it. The, the rats are just like going nuts because they're they've been denied the source of food for a long time and so now when people are out on a, a patio you know chowing down and, and getting little specks of food all over the ground dropping stuff rats are uh living it up uh this is this describes the daily mail describes it as new york diners are being attacked by rats while eating on the sidewalk as restaurant owners beg the city to deal with sanitation problems which I, I don't really think this is necessarily... I don't know how you fix this as a sanitation problem. That doesn't really make any sense to me. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. You've got a ton of super hungry rats and you're eating food basically on their turf, the streets. This so. to me is definitely like a situation, a like eco-fascist, like nature is healing situation because like you shouldn't be going to a restaurant right now. So like, thank you, rats. Hats off to you. Yeah. It's like deer... Where I just was reading that there's like there was a huge spike in deer population over the past two or three months because they were able to reproduce without getting shot or whatever, and the scientists or whatever they're like, yeah, that's not going to go back down. There's just more deer now, forever. Like I think it's the same Sick. thing where it's like rats just sort of have more control than they've ever had over this city, and it's <laughs> going to stay that way. They've reestablished well- a lot of dominance here. Do they do they have more control? Because it sounds like they're like starving to death. Like that doesn't sound like they have the upper hand. It just sounds like they're getting more aggressive against a group of people that uh, I think should probably be deterred from going out to eat. And if they're being deterred by uh, hordes of rats, then awesome, great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe they're just more aggressive. But you know, it's like that thing where it's like once they figure out how much they can get away with, then they're just going to keep testing it. But yeah, they're they're running over people's. Uh, I like this this quote from Giacomo Romano, owner of Ciccio, an Italian restaurant in Soho. That uh, yeah, and he told NBC New York one of his customers had an unfortunate encounter with a rat while enjoying a meal in the outdoor dining area. Uh, Giacomo said, and I quote: "Last night, I mean, uh, based on the syntax of the sentence, I'm going to give him an Italian accent. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if that's." <laughs> Please don't yell at me about. He's gonna he's he's gonna come fight. Yeah, me. yeah. Like, he lives in New York. He's gonna come. He's gonna come furio me. I'm watching The Sopranos now. That guy, pretty <laughs> angry. He does a lot of violence. Um, last night a customer had a baby rat running on his shoe, and I let you. He, this is where I think it's, I let you just imagine his reaction. <laughs> he's like, it's not good. The guy was pretty mad. Uh, he said all the rats are coming out. That there's a like I guess they're kind of taking over parks a bit since parks are totally open now, 
Um, hmm. or, or were totally empty for a while. He said, all these rats are coming out of nearby Father Fagan Park. Uh, and apparently there's only one trash can in the entire park. And uh, <laughs> people are now starting to do takeout and picnics in the park because they can't eat at when they couldn't read at restaurants and they were just leaving garbage everywhere because the trash can. So it really just sounds like Father Fagan Park is belongs to the rats now. Yeah, there's it's theirs. One, yeah, there's one central uh, one central trash can that's just their now their gathering place. That's their where they have the tribunal, and they've decided the restaurants <laughs> yeah, are theirs. That's, that's where their UN is. Yeah, and then there's classic bullshit. In this I'm article looking too. up where I'm looking up where Father Fagan Park is. Um, Soho, because that's it's uh, like, right. yeah, it's it's like in Soho, kind of like West village area but it's like it's like a little sliver of a park in the middle of everything so it's like they really have just claimed basically a city block to to take as their own and uh i respect that i mean there aren't there more rats than people in new york city it's it's about time we give them some space of their own yeah let a little you know give it to them have them be just that's that's rat park now sorry also i i'm looking chichio is like immediately adjacent to this park like very close so yeah. that's oh, yeah, yeah that's probably I, their okay. go-to hangout i know i know this park yeah i didn't realize it had like a you know yeah it's like a little plaza kind of I, i've walked past this before um yeah i mean i don't know the rats just want to have an aperol spritz you know and who can blame them they've had right. a, a, a rough winter inside yeah <laughs> they want to drink a negroni out of a thimble and who are we to stop them <laughs> yeah apparently they they're pay, having a, go ahead they're just they want to pay 17 dollars for a tiny shot glass full of bitters and uh we should let them yeah little rat money take their rat money <laughs> it's uh, and then the comments there's some that are um really offensive which is really weird but i guess that's comments on the internet because this isn't even like really about the you know like anything but rats but uh, before we move on, here's some some of the good. I like this post from Miss Hope. None of these are from anybody in New York. They're all from like Ohio, which is weird. But Miss Hope says, "Fool, my father is from the Bronx. My uncle lives in Manhattan. Y'all trifling is saying the least. Been to Central Park lately." And then uh, well, another guy. I, that- I don't understand what side she's on there. It's unclear, but I just like that. I think she just mostly wants to pe- people to know that her father is from the Bronx and her uncle lives in yeah. Manhattan. And then I think she's just saying that rats are not that big a deal. Like there's rats everywhere. I guess, yeah. which is you know, I mean, yeah, it is sort of true. Not wrong. Uh, Amitza from Philadelphia says New York is a mess. Which, all right, <laughs> lady, uh, <laughs> we're also doing okay, better. Okay, Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, Philadelphia. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then another really great comment. This and it's even better because it has there's votes on whatever site this is, and it has zero upvotes, one down vote from that wise guy that says, You suck, pal. <laughs> so <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. Just that classic wise guy. internet just somebody logging on like I I need to tell someone they suck today. Yeah. Just the first person I come across. You suck, pal. Well yeah. I think I think best of luck to the rats because if they keep people from sitting on the sidewalk and eating and giving each other coronavirus then great yeah get Thumbs in there up. mix it up little yeah. dirty heroes number one you you suck yeah sure there's always a you suck pal uh 
Sounds like it's being yelled by a guy in a sleeveless undershirt um, out the window, like with like you know uh, a laundry hanging on clotheslines in between buildings. Yeah, yeah. Like yelling down at somebody. That's he's very yelling classic. down at the restaurant. Yeah, you suck, pal. Hey, pal. From his yeah. rent control department in Soho, he's like the last guy who has like a normal apartment there. It's a very good. Yeah. S- he's the he's the, <laughs> he's the last guy from the flashback scenes in Godfather Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very good visceral, Somehow. self-contained phrase to imagine. <laughs> and this week's number one reason to say, what a time to be alive. Number one comes to us from, uh, uh, I think a few people sent this, um, but uh, Terry uh, over the email. Uh, is, is, but uh, So this is just a, a fun little story. It's, a, it's a, just a free uh, rom-com pitch if anybody wants to go that way with it um, a, uh, a police uh, chase in Oregon uh, ended when a, a one driver fleeing the cops in a stolen car crashed into a woman driving another stolen car um, so somehow uh, uh, a guy was fleeing the police and he crashed into a lady uh, who also was in a stolen car Kismet. so um yeah, I mean, like that's they have to get married. It's the rules, unfortunately. Uh, she's got to be. But. She's got to be kind of mad though, because like he was fleeing the police in a stolen car. She was just in a stolen car. Like nobody knew yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The set. Yeah. I guess. I guess. So I guess. Um, what happened was like it was. Uh, police were responding to a report of a stolen car driving through downtown uh, Newburgh, I guess, in Oregon. And uh, they started pursuing. That lasted for several blocks until the driver crashed into another car. And they, uh, they took the first guy into custody. And they realized when they were doing that, the second car was also reported stolen three weeks earlier. Three weeks? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, she'd um, been doing all right. She and got then away with it. Dumbass, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing, though. She was driving under the influence. Mm. So, um yeah, no, no. I mean, not that there were any to begin with, but no heroes in this story. <laughs> if that wasn't clear, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just feel so, like that's yeah. like part of the plot of the rom com is that this happens, and then she doesn't like him at first because it's like you got you got me caught. Like I was doing fine. I was doing fine driving this stolen car drunk around this town <laughs> until you showed my, up. I was doing my favorite thing, and then you ruined it. <laughs> exactly. I was just, this is America, and I was pursuing my happiness by driving this car drunk around the town, you know? And, uh, yeah, so they, like, don't like each other at first, and then slowly he wins her over. And then I'm also just imagining that it's Nick Cage and Holly Hunter from Raising Arizona. Like, that's that's who these people yeah. are. I, was, I can think of two movies from the 90s this reminds me of. Um the first is The Chase with Charlie Sheen and uh, Christy Swanson. A little, little less on the nose, but uh, um, he Charlie Sheen is an escaped convict or something who kidnaps Christy Swanson, who's like a rich princess, uh, by uh, holding her up at a gas station with a candy bar in the back, and then they fall in love during the ensuing car chase. That I don't sounds know if healthy. Seen that movie. Sounds um, appropriate yeah. uh her dad is played by uh ray wise from twin peaks Very which nice. is good uh his name his name is dalton voss that is a piece of information i apparently will never forget in my life um, it's a good name yeah there's also a scene like it's, it's a weird movie because like there's a there's a, a cop car following them being 
uh, filmed for like a cops type show, and it's Henry Rollins as the cop driving the car, um, and his partner is the guy who plays the revolting blob slash principal from uh, Billy Madison. You know that guy. This is yep. just such a web. Yeah, um, and also Flea and uh, and uh, um, Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers have a cameo where they try to stop the chase in a monster truck. Um, so they were anyway. in a bunch Sounds of good. stuff. That's weirdly, f- Flea is in a couple yeah. different things. Flea. Flea was um, in a bunch of stuff before he was in Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in this movie. He's in this movie called Suburbia. Like, not the '90s one. Um, not the Greg Araki sh- one. Like an earlier yeah. one. Not and, the uh, Rihanna song. Not the Rihanna song. Mm-hmm. No, he's a, yeah. He's like in a bunch of stuff. And then yeah, Anthony Kiedis is in um, Point Break, right? He was in Point Break. He gets yeah. He gets weird times. He gets beat up. Yeah. Um, is, is Christy Swanson and Charlie Sheen was Christy Swanson the sister in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is this just no that's Jennifer Grey oh, okay. like, is this just like a further exploration of that encounter in the, the police station of Ferris Bueller's Day Off where that's, <laughs> the sequel that's Ferris's yeah. sister gets all like you know yeah. horned um, up for Charlie Sheen uh huh I I believe in the chase. He's he's supposed to actually be innocent, but is being framed by somebody. I, I, but he, the fact well, that he's he guilty ran of escaped, uh, holding her up with a candy bar that is a crime. Right. <laughs> he does right. commit the, a crime. Right. But I mean, he, he's he's innocent of the underlying crime. Is sure. what I mean, like the thing that he was in jail for or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's the first one. The second movie. This is more reminiscent <laughs> of to me is uh, Excess Baggage with uh, Benicio del Toro and Alicia Silverstone. Does anyone remember that one? Also, have not seen that one. I have not. Does Benicio del Toro um, look? Does he look kind of, uh, kind of like he knows something no one else does the entire time? That sort of. Uh, I believe yeah, so. He does that a this, lot. This is. I should watch this. this might have been like, like mid nineties. Benicio del Toro is like good, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, hot stuff. Um, Recommend. So she is. She's so, so Alicia Silverstone. This is another one with like a spoiled. A lot of movies in the '90s involve spoiled girls getting their comeuppance. Kind of for like that was like a clear you know trope that was all over the place. Maybe sure. it just kind of is a trope generally. Um, but uh, she is a rich girl who stages her own kidnapping to get the attention of her dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, while she does that, she's in like the uh, the tr- she puts herself in the trunk of her own BMW. Uh, Benicio del Toro, who is an actual car thief, uh, actually steals the car, and then they fall in love. As they well, also fall in love, so, of course. Yeah. That's right. Well, he is Benicio. <laughs> um, he is '90s Benicio del Toro, who is a car. He thief. is '90s right. Benicio del Toro. Hard not to fall in love with him, even if he steals your BMW while you're locked in the trunk. And I also, do kind of understand that. Yeah. Uh, so he's a car thief who steals luxury cars from very rich people. Uh, basically, not a crime. Basically. Pretty cool. <laughs> should be legal. Should be basically legal. Robin Hood. So basically, hop Benicio del Toro, Robin Hood, and who wouldn't yeah. want to get in, get busy? I mean, if her yeah. whole thing is that she wants to stick it to her rich dad, then like Benicio del Toro, car thief, is like a great way to go with that. Yeah, if he wants to walk around and jailbreak Teslas and drive them into the ocean, cool. So that's cool stuff. I'll <laughs> yeah. hang out with him. But anyway, yeah. what happened so, to these uh, stolen car people? Um, well, I assume, I mean, the, the one guy is definitely booked. The, the story, uh, does not mention that she was also arrested, but I, it appears driving a stolen car while under the influence, uh, I can think of at least a couple, uh, probably, a crime. At least two. probably, probably charged with her. <laughs> definitely at two. Least two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there, maybe they'll get to, uh, do, uh, you know, visit each other in each other's, uh, uh, 
uh, cells or, or you know con- conjugal visits with each other if they fall they in could, love. They could they could sing. We're all rooting in, for them when they're in holding at county and they're still in a small county jail. They could sing a duet with each other through the Ooh. bars. Yeah. How about that? You know, <laughs> maybe the, the I like dog it. the dog loves the duet so much that he brings them the the large ring of keys. The and dog. There's away. definitely just a dog that they leave mm-hmm. in the police station at night. Yep. Yeah. He's this the hound, the station, the station mascot, and yeah, he's enchanted and brings them the keys, and then they escape, and then they Bonnie and Clyde, they Bonnie and Clyde, but they're in a they're drunk in a stolen car and just crash it right away. <laughs> it's it's, just it's over. not it's not dramatic at all. Oh, I was thinking of Thelma and Louise, but it's like instead of this dramatic thing where they drive off a cliff, they just slam into a tree. Like it's not cool <laughs> at all. They're just like let's do it, and they hold hands and just gas it into a wall just <laughs> wily coyote style i think that sounds about right yeah. well yeah i feel yeah. like everyone's rooting for them um people were very enchanted by the story of these two dirtbags so i don't know they have common I think they got a shot yeah they have hobbies that they enjoy why not yeah so uh so there you go they have a lot in common um accidental speed dating or something i don't know what you what you call it but uh <laughs> high speed dating yeah about that um there we go i'm raising Boom. my eyebrows suggestively mm. people, can't, <laughs> people can't see <laughs> yeah i guess now that now that uh, we we're doing video again i can really sell my bad jokes i can really screw up my face <laughs> and, hmm, hmm. yeah yeah there's a lot uh-huh. of mugging the listeners don't get yeah. from 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 the show it's true yeah I'm glad we can mug again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, guys, I'm getting a call from Spam Risk. This sounds important. We might have oh, to shit. wrap it we up. We gotta soon. wrap this up then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta check out. Eli's gotta. Eli's gotta sort out his car insurance. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm getting an. I'm getting a call from my uncle. Spam Risk is his name. That's what I have him saved <laughs> as in my phone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so. Uh, that's that's it for this week, uh, I guess, on the stories. Uh, we, as we talked about up top, patreon.com slash whatatimepod. Uh, we got two new goals. 1,100 uh, patrons. We're going to have uh, a little art show slash critique session with uh, some of Eli's old stuff. Uh, and then at 1,200, we will eat a series of nuts culminating in the death nut. <laughs> Although, I guess, are they all are they all called the death nut? Uh, Just the last death one. Nuts? Just the last one. The last one is the death nut. It's a flight of death nuts, yeah. to be exact. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we each had our individual humiliations, and then uh, 1,200, we will have uh, a, a group humiliation. So um, definitely uh, check those out, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get there soon. Um, uh, we also got the Public. Have a link in the description. There's, there's, there's always sales um, and stuff. Uh, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. Um, uh, we got the Discord link in the description. Um, there's some private channels if you subscribe at the $10 level uh, to the Patreon. Um, and uh, it's a, a good scene over there. Uh, what a Time Pod on Twitter and Instagram. What a Time Podcast at Gmail if you want to uh, send us anything. And uh, I'm Patty Moe on all the stuff, and I have uh, nothing to promote. Um, I can go next. I have uh, another podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. It's a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. We do one free episode a month and two bonus Patreon-only episodes a month for that. 
Um, I'm Kath Barbadoro on everything, and I think that's all I have to plug. I got nothing to plug. Listen to the podcast you're already listening to. Subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. I'm Eli Uden on Twitter. Chili's Restaurants on Instagram. Goodbye. Oh, I, 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 oh? I have one plug. I have one plug. plug it. Uh, uh, it, it was my birthday yesterday, Sunday. <gasps> so uh, that's it. Check it out. My birthday. Yesterday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, this comes out yeah, on like, Monday. Like, oh, yeah. okay. I was so confused <laughs> for a second. Good God. Yeah. Today, today's, happy, today's Monday, Eli. Why happy, are you yeah. work? happy birthday. Early and belated birthday, Patty. Yeah, happy, so happy birthday from both sides of the wormhole here. Uh, <laughs> you had a great time, I bet. Hopefully. You will have had a great time. <laughs> yeah, you will have had to had a good time on your birthday future and past absolutely thanks for listening everybody hey thanks bye bye, bye. bye.